everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by TellPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today, we have a return guest. He's been here a few times. Technically, he's my boss. <laughs> Who are you, guy? I am Jared Fairclough, previously of The Muppet Mindset and now of ToughPigs.com, and I'm here to do your performance review. It is. <laughs> I am wildly offended that you still credit Muppet Mindset first, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> some people don't, some people still haven't figured out that I've uh, swapped over. I still get oh, emails okay. on the Muppet <laughs> Mindset thing saying, hey, can I write this for the Muppet Mindset? It's like, I, if you look on there, I haven't written to that thing now for over 12 months. That's surprising if right, only yeah, because yeah. I would expect that kind of person to be aware of things yeah. that are happening on Muppet fan websites. 100%. Also, right. I I can't guarantee this, but I'm pretty sure I made the same performance review joke in the last one of these we did. I, th- I think you yeah. did. It's <laughs> fine. Change your... Yeah. But I probably also, but I probably also introduced you as my boss or whatever. Yeah, yeah. On that one. So right. I'll probably do it for the next anyways, episode too. And you'll, yep, you'll both make the same jokes <laughs> right. again next year. <laughs> right. Right. Well, anyways, glad you're back to talk to us about minutes seven and eight of the Muppet Christmas Carol. In these minutes. The rest of the song, Scrooge, happens. And that's it. So we start with the lines, Old Scroogey loves his money because he thinks it gives him power. If he became a flavor, you can bet he would be sour. And it's our buddies, the vegetables. We've talked about them on a celebration of 30 years. It's our old friends, including our guy, the Scallions. We love the Scallions. I've never... (laughs) The, the scallions is that like a thing have you guys been talking about the scallions for years we well, uh, talked it, about the scallions <laughs> because in uh the muppets a celebration of 30 years the scallions are performed by jerry nelson in sort of like a, a very goofy like did we decide that the scallions sounded drunk the scallions sound yeah just kind of like oh we muppet vegetables have stuff to and, do and he too. said we like, vegetables like, <laughs> pronouncing yeah, every syllable <laughs> So, yeah, that, that gave us a new appreciation for the Muppet right. Scallions. I like yeah. it. So, like, honestly, what, when I saw him in this clip, I was just like, yeah, there he is. My man. I do enjoy um, Scallions. Does Scrooge actually love money because he thinks it brings him power? I think so. He's, uh, I think he's got a bit question. of a god complex because he gets to sort of boss people around. That's and, true. That's I, true. Well, yeah, I guess he he likes seeing people suffer and the position, the, the thing that puts him in a position to do that is money. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Right. And and then for the f- first of two times in this clip, we have a random, uh, you know, a, a whatnot played by Frank Oz that sounds exactly like Bert or Fozzie. In this case, it's the veggie vendor saying, even the vegetables don't like This one him. sounds more like Bert to me, but like yeah. exactly like Bert. Literally in my notes, yeah, ex- I have Fozzie's voice for both characters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing: Bert and Fozzie are essentially the same voice. Yeah. They just have yeah, different attitudes. It's slightly right? different. I yeah, find um, so like in like the cart salesman a little bit later, and Fozzie both have a bit more of a <laughs> to their voice, whereas uh, it's, Bert's more. It's funny because that's. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's I true. think that's yeah. it. <sighs> but anyways, it's so I love that they were just recording this song in the studio, right? Like Frank may or may not have been performing these characters on set. We, we don't know. Yeah, no, we have no idea. But, but they're performing the song. They're recording the song in a recording studio, and Frank is there, so he just gets to play some random characters, which he had not done mm-hmm. in quite some time before yeah. this movie. And I guess when they were in the studio, for all he knew, this would have 
been the same Muppet singing both lines. I don't know. He might might not have right. put that much thought into it even. Right. I'm sure they just said, Frank, you're doing a character. And he said, sing okay, this line. Yeah. Sounds like Bert. It really, uh, this, yeah, you know. it really bothers me that on the soundtrack, they don't include that. Even the vegetables don't like him line. Oh, right. Yeah. Hmm. That's Agreed. that's not there. And every time I'd like, you know, quite often at Christmas, I'll have the Muppet Christmas Carol soundtrack sort of playing in my car or whatever it is. And that bit comes up and I'll do the line and people will look at me and I'll go, it's in the movie. It's not on the soundtrack. Well, that's, yeah, that means that you just get to provide it yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, this this Muppet's name, according to Muppet Wiki, is One-Eyed Jack, which I think comes from him being a pirate in Muppet Treasure Island after this. Oh, sure. He's like in the roll call probably yeah. and is given a name. Yeah. But, uh, so then we move on and oh, to the, oh, some birds are singing the next line. And I think this is one of the coolest looking shots in the whole movie. It is. It's an overhead shot of some birds perched up on a ledge or on a like I don't know what you call it but they're perched up on some sort of structure and they look down at Scrooge to sing the first part and then look up at the camera to sing the second part. And they're sitting like way out on this ledge thing and, and like pretty far into the frame if that makes sense and I I yeah. just realized in looking at this two minutes at a time that I don't know where all the puppeteers are. Well, that I I used to think the same thing. When I used to watch this clip, I'd go, you know, it's too smooth to be um, like the animatronic puppets. Right, they don't move like the And radio they don't move. Control. And so I'm like, well, it has to be like a green screen shot. Hmm. But it's really just impressive yeah. puppetry that they're able to sort of actually follow Scrooge. Because especially the one on the end is looking directly at him the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it could have been composited with that thing as a separate shot yeah that's i'd, I'd have to guess that's how it's been done because i don't know uh, where else you'd hide the puppeteers unless one of them's really just angling at a yeah, weird angle very very uncomfortably yeah but yeah it's it's a very well executed shot yeah it looks super cool so then we move on to my well well i guess i don't know should we should we talk about the cats some cats pop out of a window and sing the next line but they're just like normal cats i don't know i have you, no either, comments on the cats about them? Yeah, they're fine. They seem nice enough. Sure. But the next thing is my favorite boy band. We got we met we mentioned the beggar last week. He's back, joined by a mutation and a assortment of Fraggle Rock characters. Murray the Minstrel, part of part of Cantus's band, Mudwell the Mud Bunny, and Bagoonie, who is uh, briefly in an abusive relationship with Moki. He's the abuser, not Moki. So but in this, he plays a baby. You've uh, you've. <laughs> You've you've stumbled across something and you've misnamed someone, Anthony. <laughs> uh, before what? we started recording, I started telling you how excited I was about to talk about Mr. Curly Twirly. That mutation is mm-hmm. not a mutation. That character's name is Mr. Curly Twirly, and he Mr. is my Curly Twirly, <laughs> and he is my favorite character that has ever existed. So wait, Just that puppet, I that's, adore. That's truly not one of the mutations? That's not one of the mutations. His name is Mr. Curly Twirly. Would you like to hear his I, bio? Dude, I have I written mean, it he, down. He, now that you say I do, that, I he, sure do. he does look like a smaller version of the mutations. He does. But they don't even move their mouths, do they? No, so this is unless he's uh, no, I guess not, he mutates yeah. into a mutation. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that's his final younger. form. A, uh, but let me... Yeah, he's like... He's like pubescent mutation yeah yeah for anyone who's what who's like trying to figure out who we're talking about he's basically a big purple puppet big shaggy like turkey feather beard uh this he's got the hat on in this shot is these guys are all kind of shaggy i like it they're all kind of shaggy right. well i i actually 
I say this is my favorite boy band. At, as of recording, this is my Facebook cover photo. There's <laughs> a picture of these five guys. Well, you yeah. got Mr. Curly yeah. too early, and I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So let me tell you just a very, very quick the cute bit of uh, Mr. Curly too early. Uh, so this was his first appearance. He had was built for this film. Uh, he also appears as a pirate in Muppet Treasure Island. He's in the crowd of Muppets Tonight. He also was on uh, Wubble, Wubblicious, Wubblacious, whatever it is, Dr. Zoo Show. <laughs> Uh, he's also on the. It is wobulous. wobulous. He's also on the cover of the book Kermit Learns How Computers Work. Now that is fascinating because <laughs> how many Muppets are on the cover of Kermit Learns How uh, Computers There work? are three or four. Hang on, I looked at it before. I'll bring it up. Kermit Learns like How they, Computers they, Work. They, they made a choice of which Muppets were going to be on this. Uh, there is two. Book cover. Curly Twirly. Oh, sorry, three. Kermit uh, wearing a blue and white striped shirt. Uh, Mr. Curly Twirly, and I do not know. I've, I recognize the other one, but I couldn't tell you the name. That is, that looks like Brule the Minstrel to me, who is also yes. in this movie. Okay, that'll be who that is. As Wander McMooch's wife. Um, but yeah. uh, Mr. Curly Twirly got his name from the episode of Moppetop Shop uh, Wind, where it was not even said, it was just <laughs> in the credits. Oh, wow. They sure. didn't even yeah, yeah. name him on, on screen. Not on screen. He, was, uh, he came in for about two lines. That's too bad that Moppetop didn't get to say, Here's our old friend, Mr. Curly Twirly. Twirly Curly? What's his name? Here's our old friend, Mr. Curly Twirly. I love Moppetop's voice. I think Mac <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he is. I just. I look at that puppet and I'm like, If I ever get to work for uh, the Muppets, I want to find some way to bring that puppet back. Because I just. He moves really well. Was he not in uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion? Uh, not according to Muppet Wiki, and I don't remember seeing him in any of the shots, but he may have. Mm. R.I.P. Mr. Curly Twirly. Yeah. Um, this is also interesting to me that he's on that computer book because I own a copy of a book called Kermit Learns Windows, which our friend Johannes gave me. <laughs> um, because we found out that it existed, and I joked that I wanted to do a detailed review of it for Tough Pigs, which I have yet to do. Maybe some one of these days should I'll do it. Do you got to do it. Um, so I have this copy of Kermit Learns Windows from like 1993. I don't know. And that only has three Muppets on the cover. And they are Kermit and a monster named Bertha and Murray the Minstrel. Huh. So these guys were all about learning uh, how to use computers in the early 90s. Can I make a suggestion? If you decide right. to do that, uh, I did a stream of consciousness review uh, on uh, how things fly is that what it was called the like early things oh, that things fly things that fly I, things, yeah, yeah i did it like a stream of consciousness where i just i watched it and i wrote my thoughts as i watched it uh and it was not very good i'll be honest that re- whole review <laughs> and then it was as this um the site was getting its redesign finalized and for some reason that article was like the only one that never like didn't port over and didn't come across and joe's like oh we can try to find it and i was like no that thing can happily go into the ether and never return (laughs) (laughs) wow the great lost uh tough pigs article so now now that it's gone now that it's gone i'll say i read it i loved it (laughs) best work it was very funny and i i I did read it and enjoy it, yeah. But I, I love the idea of building up its legend. Like, yeah, now that it's, it's gone, just feel free to just you know? really like uh, build it up in your head. Because somebody out there added mm-hmm. to the lost media wiki. Oh yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? You know what is not lost? Muppet Christmas Carol. It, it's on Disney Plus. You can watch it whenever you want. Right. And next up, we have some mice singing about how uh, 
Well, we have some humans. Us poor folks live in misery. That's the, no, that's not humans. That's those guys. That's Mr. Curly Twirly and the fam, right? They say us poor folk live in misery. And then uh, Jerry Nelson, as a mouse, says it's even worse for mouses. And Karen Prell, as a mouse, says, please, sir, I want some cheese. Yeah. Which is the most heartbreaking moment in this song. Not in the entire movie, of course, but in the song. No, I think you're right. Um, Brian Henson says in the, the DVD commentary that when they would show this movie at preview screenings, this moment where they revealed the little mouse family tended to be the favorite part of the young children in the audience. Like they just love those little. Is it just because they're mice. little cute mice? I guess so. Yeah, they're just adorable. Kids and love little things. They do, and 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 do you think that I was going to are... say Karen's uh, voice for it is very cute? I guess so. Yeah, I understand that. Yes. Yeah. Right. And of course, these same mouse puppets will go on to star in Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. Yes. The Greatest Muppet TV special. The legendary. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's the famous TV special starring me, Kermit, and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Wait a minute. We should probably explain that then. <laughs> yeah. So there's a... No, let's just cut it. Who cares? <laughs> Forget it. No, just I don't think... Don't even. Just skip it. No, no, no. I think people who haven't seen that would... Uh, we'll put the link in the show note. Explain what it is. Okay. There's a, there's a commercial for Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree when it aired on TV with an announcer, it says on the wiki what his name is, but it's not Steve Whitmire. It's not Frank Welker who played baby Kermit or anything like that. It's just someone doing a, a mediocre Kermit impression saying tonight is a Charlie Brown Christmas followed by an all new special with me, Kermit, Robert Downey Jr. And Leslie Nielsen. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> or something yeah, like it's that. Just, just, just a and guy, just I, an ABC announcer. And they were like, I've never seen this. Yeah. It's out there. But, I, I think about that way that guy says, me, Kermit, all the time. <laughs> You're not I Kermit. so often. Hey, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas, followed by me, Kermit, and a great new holiday special with Robert Downey Jr. and Leslie Nielsen. Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree all Wednesday. Anytime that someone is like, my uncle could do a better Kermit than Matt Vogel. That's what I picture. <laughs> me, Kermit. You know. That's, yes, that is what the um, uncle sounds like. Or whatever. But <laughs> then we get the... Um, so there's a like a, a short bridge strung, sung by a street mm-hmm. choir that includes like uh, uh, Kermit's what is Mrs. Appleby what was her job she was the frog scout uh, frog scout uh, frog scout leader yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's like that puppet and some other puppets that well, they're we've all, seen they're all lady yes. yeah uh, I think I think Yolanda's yeah. in there I think it or is a, a, a I mean I think it rat. is the same puppet yeah. as Yolanda yeah yeah there's a cat the cat that's holding the um, little basket, the collection basket, she is the MVP of that scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the puppeteer is, but they are acting up a storm. <laughs> because, like, when someone mm. comes past and drops, like, a coin, like, she, like, follows them and, like, no, oh, thanks very much, and holds something up to Scrooge when he comes past. And I'm like... And the others are just looking there going, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, look, uh, he must be so lonely. And this cat is, like, into it. So... Good <laughs> yes. on you, lady cat. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Well, they so they do the bit where they they do like he must be so lonely, he must be so sad. Look closer, there must be a sweet man inside. And then they all go nah. And is it the cat who goes? Ah, uh, have a look. No, it's uh, That's it's it's, it's just... to the left of her, like a weird blue old grandma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's just a fun one of these little, like, you hear about the Muppet performers love upstaging each other. So yeah. that's, that's a great example of that. Yeah. Everyone goes, nah, and she uh, just has to go, eh, eh. And speaking of getting upstaged, 
The next character we see is a puppeteer doing like a Punch and Judy style puppet show. It's a puppet performed by Steve Whitmire performing two additional puppets, a soldier and an alligator. I forgot to look and it up. Are so, these the same Punch and Judy puppets that Beauregard uh, puppeteered on the Muppet Show in that one episode? I don't know. Good no. question. Let's. Should I yeah. look it up right now? Sure. They do appear to be the same two puppets. It's cool. a, a soldier and an alligator. That's a fun little Easter egg. And in the song, yeah. And in the song, the puppeteer sings a line, and then the crocodile sings a line, or alligator, and then the soldier hits him on the head, yeah. the alligator. These puppets have achieved sentience. I appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that they've got different puppeteer, like the puppet is Steve Whitmire, but the, uh, oh, not the puppet, sorry, the, the puppeteer is Steve Whitmire, but the puppet is Jerry Nelson. Mm-hmm. The voices, yeah. that's a nice yeah. little touch. Um, also, just before that scene, in that group shot, like you see Link and uh, a couple of others, they've got like the same puppet that they're going to use later for like Belinda and Bettina, with yeah. really <clears throat> wide open eyes. Like she is horrified <laughs> about I, what's happening right now. I don't think I had ever spotted her until this rewatch for this podcast, but it, yeah, it, it's got to be the exact same puppet as either Belinda or Bettina, but she has dark hair. I, I assume they just put a, a different wig on yeah. her. Yeah. Right. But then up next, we see some horses and their driver. The driver the driver is Frank Oz again, doing his Bert or Fozzie voice. <laughs> you also say, No crust of bread for those in need. No cheeses for us, Mises, which is one of the all time great rhymes. Well, it, I also like both of them are questionable, right? Because previously we had it's even, or whatever it was, something for mouses, and now it's for. Even mm-hmm. worse for mouses. It's even worse yeah. for mouses. No cheeses for us, Mises. Yeah. Right, like builds builds it's upon the wrong it, yeah. form of the word every time. Oh, but wait, I was gonna just just uh, <laughs> the guy who sings the uh, no crust of bread line. Muppet Wiki says that this guy's mm-hmm. name is Mister Bitta. I guess it's B I T T E. How would you pronounce that? Bitty, Bitta. I I, I mean, know. let's yeah. be honest. They've just uh, stolen that design from Yosemite Sam. <laughs> it is yeah with the, yeah. With the facial yeah. hair yeah. Um, the wiki does not say where that name comes from, but it does also say that he was yet another pirate later in Muppet Treasure Island, so maybe that's when he got that right. name. Makes so. sense. Something to do with that, yeah. yeah. But next, we get one of my favorite shots in the whole movie. We've talked about how visually great this movie looks. We get this shot of Scrooge is walking down the street, and a dolly shot follows him at street level, like he's walking continually towards the camera and it's like we're the Muppets down below looking up at him and he's walking towards us and we're trying to get out of his way. Yeah. We, along with the Muppets, are trying to avoid Scrooge's intense walk. Yeah, so in, great. in some of these behind-the-scenes featurettes and stuff, uh, they, they talk about how... like So like with many Muppet productions, the set was built up off the ground so the puppeteers can raise their arms to, to perform the puppets. So... For this, like they're they're pulling out pieces of the set, and for this shot, Michael Caine has to walk along what's basically I think Brian Henson described as a two foot wide plank to go between this crowd of Muppets. So if he had just taken one wrong step or lost lost his footing, he would have, you know, fallen off of one side or the other. He probably his his fall would have been broken by some fluffy puppets and puppeteers. puppeteers <laughs> but still, it's well. You yeah, say that. There are certain hazards involved in working with Do puppets. we know? Because I'm assuming the answer is going to be no to this. That isn't Michael Caine the whole time. 
I can't imagine Michael Caine did oh, all this. Well, it, yeah, I guess not necessarily because we don't. Yeah, we never see his face in this whole song until. The and very I can't end. imagine they had Michael Caine to just right. wander yeah. around for three days without his head being seen. Yeah, right. I don't know. It, Pro- yeah, it might. I'm not sure. Be I'm for sure all you're right. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I mean, I'm sure that the, are there like doubles listed for him in the credits? I, you know, I bet there are. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Stand-ins or whatever. Um, but anyways. But then, this, speaking of the end, then the song ends. We get the final lines. Every day in every way, Scrooge is getting worse. And then the crowd disperses immediately. They all just start coming up with excuses for why they need to leave. And my man Pops is front yep, and center. Yep. And you can hear him so clearly. Wow, look at the time. Yeah. It's like a Pops movie all of a sudden. He says, how the time, how the time flies. flies. Look, look at this. At... I gotta go. Where is that? <laughs> he's just kind of fumbling. Like, he doesn't know what he wants to say, but he's so, gonna get out he's of there. He's the bit, right, because Scrooge turns around and looks at everyone. Has he seen everyone just singing horrible things at him this whole time? Yeah. Or is it like, this is not meant to have happened. This is just Gonzo explaining... Uh, it to everybody or is he are people actually walking around going he's just walking by just hearing you can't bet he would be sour he's like what the hell are they talking <laughs> about and then he walks on and just everything just happens to rhyme like there's no logic to this whole film <laughs> well that's the question of reality of any musical that's musicals I think. Yeah. yeah where yeah. are like does scrooge just perceive it as he walks past and people are kind of whispering to each other like oh there goes scrooge he's so mean he's so I'm going to do you one better and say that's the unanswerable question of okay. all musicals. Of well, all musicals, see, yes, I agree. I don't, I don't think we're going to solve it well, tonight. With, you know? No, we're going to get not to the bottom of Not with that attitude. Um, because that's the whole thing that, like, I remember... So I did a thing a few years ago where a friend and I, who's not a big Muppet fan, he and I sat down and we basically wrote commentary over the film where it's a two-part article you can go and read. I think it's over on Tough Pigs. So in that... Uh, at the end of that article, I asked, does Scrooge... Because at the end of the movie, he's like... He looks at this grave, and he's like, oh my god, it's me, and all these horrible things that people have been saying have been about me the whole time. Does Scrooge not realise the whole movie that everyone hates him? Because it seems to me at the end, he's like, oh, you're right, I was a bit of a tool. All right, I guess I better be better. Or surely he had to... I don't think he cares. I, okay, yeah, yeah, that's my instinct. Yeah. I don't think he cares, because he is... Like, he must understand yeah like he has these interactions with bob cratchit and his nephew he must understand that he's the only person in town who's this mean and this heartless i think the whole point of a christmas carol is that his experiences have changed him to the point where he does notice and care yeah. so you're saying what you're saying is that i've missed the entire point of this film <laughs> yes because um, yes. we're watching it when does uh when does the alien family come up and sing celebration that's this film isn't it <laughs> yeah, that, that happens. Yeah, that happens later, say, it's a yeah. weird just juxtaposition, but uh, yeah, that happens after um, Joey and Pacey are uh, warming their hands uh, in Dickensian <laughs> London. What a stupid film! <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right, well, Muppets from Space. We're going to talk about that one on the podcast later. But, but anyways, as as you mentioned, Jared, Scrooge turns around. We see his face for the first time. It's two-time Academy Award winner Michael Caine. Oh, it's Michael Caine, and. Yeah, so hey Ryan, who is Michael Caine? Who is Michael Caine? Uh, Michael Caine is an actor. He was born in London as Maurice Micklewhite. He's been working since the 1950s. He is now Sir Michael Caine. Uh, Some of his best-known films are Alfie, The Italian Job, Sleuth, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, directed by Frank Oz, 
uh, Quills, Children of Men, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, and of course, Jaws the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge, that's what he won one of his two Oscars for. I, I do enjoy <laughs> that you did... I do enjoy that you actually didn't list either of his Academy Awards. Well, no, that's my next. Which are that's Hannah. my next bullet it, it's point. One is them, it's Oscars. one of them. It's one of them. Austin Powers Gold Member. Uh, he got a special yeah, special achievement uh, honorary Oscar from the Academy for that. One. He, yeah, he won an Oscar for Gold Member for playing Sean Connery in The Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah. um, no, he won an Oscar for Hannah and Her Sisters, which that was famously when he he was not at the ceremony to accept the award because he was filming Jaws the Revenge. Uh, and then he won for the Cider House Rules, in which he played an American character with a suspiciously English-sounding accent. And, but also at that Oscars, which he was at, he said, I got one of these before, but I wasn't at the ceremony because I was in the Bahamas making a picture called Jaws. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I that's want you true. to say that it again, happened. but in your best okay. Michael Caine impression. <laughs> I got one of these before, but I wasn't at the ceremony because I was in the Bahamas making a picture called Jaws 4. That's pretty good. I can't do a Michael no, Caine no, impression. No, no, that was easy. I, my my um, best mate does oh, okay. the most solid Michael Caine impression, but it's just the phrase, I failed you, Master Wayne. That's all it is. He can't say anything else. Right. I've already... Right. Th- th- that's the thing. Like, you can do, like, I've already buried enough members of the Wayne family or whatever. Like... You can you can do like a line that he you know, you were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off or whatever you know like people can do that. It's like his famous quotes from his movies. Um, anyways, anyways, <laughs> he's good. I I enjoy his work always. I think he's I think he's a solid he actor. He is very good. Have you seen Sleuth? Uh, Sleuth the the original or the remake? Uh, well, the original. I haven't. He's seen, in both of them, but yeah. I haven't. He's in both. He's the Lawrence Olivier role in the. Yeah, I like, was just thinking I gotta rewatch with, Sleuth with the Sleuth remake. That's the problem with the Sleuth remake is that instead of stodgy Lawrence Olivier and like, you know, swinging Cockney Michael Caine, it's just old Alfie and young Alfie. Oh, it's, is and it Jude so, Law? Like, it's Jude oh, Law. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So it's like, it's like two generations of Michael Caine yeah. and it, it's kind of. Yeah, that's, that's, you know. Hmm. Well, I, maybe I just won't watch that right. one, but I will rewatch the old one. Kenneth Branagh directed it. That guy has an interesting directing career, but this is not a he, Kenneth Branagh podcast, does. so. No. Um, but I was going to say, if you guys are up for it, in honor of two-time Oscar winner Michael Caine, I have written a, a, a quiz. I have eight-question quiz about Academy Award winners in Muppet movies. Do you guys want to take it? Absolutely. All right. So just, you can, like, talk through the answers. You know what I mean? It's not like a buzz-in thing. Just, just kind of talk about it. We're not out. ringing in, like, um, Hubba No, right. Although I was going to say, I was going to plug Hubba I was going to say, if you like, if you like this kind of nonsense... You can get a lot more of it in our podcast, Hubba which has a whole season out and will return at some point and which for a second season. you can so, find on the uh, Muppet Fan Podcast with ToughPigs.com podcast channel. Yes. Um, but, so, here's, here's the thing. There are 15 Academy Award winners who have appeared in Muppet films, by my count. Hmm. 15. And I'm not just going to ask you to name all 15. I'm going to ask you specific okay. questions. So, question number one. Which Muppet movie has the most Oscar winners, which is five? Five Academy Award winners are in one Muppet oh, movie. Which one? I'm going to go with... See, I'm trying to think of, like, it's not going to uh, be the Muppet movie. Although, See, yeah, that was my instinct, guys... but then I feel like that's, like, it's going to be a trick. It's going to be something... I'm trying to just think of, like... 
cameos in like Muppets Most Wanted. That's where my mm-hmm. my, my that's where my to. mind yeah, just because there's so many people in that. Yeah. Um, but ha- who would have won an Oscar from that? Uh, uh, Lady Gaga has an Oscar. She's in the start. Oh. Uh, okay. Ty that's Burrell a- has an Oscar. That's yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, look, I'm gonna. I'm gonna there, s- there are just so many people in that, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll go yeah, with Muppets Most Wanted. Okay. No, you were right the first time. Uh, it's the Muppet. Oh, movie. really? So so can you name the five? No. In the Muppet. Movie? <laughs> wait, wait. Um, so these are actors okay. who won for acting? Not. They they are all in the movie. They did not all win for acting. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, has... Of course, old mate. Two, I will say two, two of the five won for acting. Okay. Paul, did Paul Williams won, Paul win Williams an Oscar had, had for Oscar something other than acting? For, he sure for did. Won an Oscar for, for songwriting. For Star is Born. Um, yes. Ah, yeah. All right. So Paul Williams. Oh, oh, oh Cloris I, I Leachman. Of the, of, Cloris Leachman won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for The Last Picture Show. So 1971. Orson Welles famously never won an Oscar for directing. You are in. No. Correct. But he never won one for directing. Did he win one for but, acting? No, but he won one for writing best original screenplay uh, okay. for Citizen okay. Kane. Him and Herman Mankiewicz, yeah. Mank. So Orson Welles, yeah, Mank himself. So Cloris Leachman, Orson Welles, Paul Williams, and Paul Williams. So there's one more for acting and one more for. I'll go ahead and tell you writing. Another writing Oscar. It's one of the biggest cameos in the movie. <laughs> Steve Martin. Nope, the other. Oh, one. Mel Brooks. Ah, oh, Mel yeah, Brooks, of course. Uh, best original screenplay for the, the producers. producers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- Famously an EGOT winner. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, There's one more for acting, and I'll tell you, this person won their Oscar about 20 years after the Muppet movie. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Um, okay, uh, I'm just going through the cameo. Oh, wait, James Coburn. Yeah, it's James Coburn for Affliction, Affliction Best Supporting Actor yeah. in 1998. Wow, I did very well in that round. All right, <laughs> so question, uh, that's probably the hardest question, I think. Uh, question number two. What is the only Muppet movie with zero Oscar winners in it? Muppets from Space. Uh, False. Incorrect. Uh, is that... Well, now I'm curious. Like, did Pacey win Did F. Murray one? Abraham win an Oscar? F. Murray Abraham did so win an Oscar. So that disqualifies Muppets from Space. Um, 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 yeah. Oh, I forgot he's in that. Um, yeah, he plays Noah. Yeah, at the start. Um, Muppet Take Manhattan? I'm going to say The Great Muppet Caper. Nope. Also incorrect. Oh. The Muppets. No. Muppet Treasure Island? Correct. It's Muppet <laughs> Treasure oh, Island. Oh, I guess it would be. Really, the in, only in, main human yeah, in, is Tim Curry. There's really... Is Tim Curry a person who has never been nominated? Basically, no which is a shame, yes, but, in that, yeah. huh. but it's true, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's Muppet yeah, Treasure Island. Yeah, I should have gotten that one. So, yeah. third one, you have already said this person, so it might be easy, but who is the earliest Oscar winner to appear in a Muppet movie? That'd be one that- of the... I, I, that'd be that'd be one of the Muppet movie ones. That would be Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Orson Welles, ni- ni- nineteen forty-one. He's <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. and I, I should say, there's an asterisk, which is that Mickey Rooney got an honorary juvenile Oscar when he in nineteen thirty-nine. Yeah, Mickey Rooney yeah. is in the Muppets, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. but he never won a competitive award, so uh, I don't. I don't. They think used to do that kind really. of stuff all the time, and now yeah. they never do. Yeah. Right. All right. So number four. Two cameo guest stars won Oscars in the same category for different versions of the same movie. A movie and its remake. I know, Who I are? know. That's Paul Williams yep. and Lady Gaga for Star is Born. Correct. Okay. They both won Best Original Song for A Star is nice. Born. Nice. And personally, I think Shallow is much better than Evergreen, but that's just me. 
Huh. I'm I'm much more familiar with shallow just because it was like you couldn't escape it that year. It was omnipresent. Yeah. yeah right. Which Evergreen probably was in 1976. Mm, yeah. Also, you know, we just we just weren't there. So, and speaking of Lady Gaga, number five, she is one of four female winners in Muppet movies. Four out of 15 are women. Who are the other three besides Lady Cloris Gaga? Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman is one. Did Liza Minnelli win? She sure did for Cabaret, Best Actress. Yeah. All, right. All then... of my answers are phrased as questions. <laughs> so, yeah. so if I'm wrong, then I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't think that was the answer. Kathy Griffin. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. We said Lady Gaga at the start, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, so we got Gaga, Cloris Leachman, and Liza Minnelli. And then you've also got, of course, I was hoping I'd have thought of the answer by the end of that. So, do you want a clue? Yep. She has worked with the Muppets maybe more than any other celebrity. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. Correct. (laughs) She won an Oscar for Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well done. Yep, all right, well, you've so, shown me up. No, no, that's that's kind of, no, isn't that wild that Whoopi Goldberg from The View won an Oscar for acting in a dramatic movie? <laughs> it is, but it's, it's, I mean, it's just a comedic role. That's true, not, she's kind of. It's Ghost, yeah. it's not the color purple. That's yeah, true. You know, um, but, so n- number six, there have been two Best Actor winners to have appeared in Muppet movies. One won the award in the 70s and one in the 80s. The 80s one we've already discussed, I'll tell you that. Best actor. The one we've already discussed, one best actor for a movie where a different character's name is in the title, but he's the lead and he deserved best actor and he won it. Uh, this is why I haven't been invited on Hubba Talked about one. <laughs> yes, uh, we talked about how he's the only Oscar winner in this movie, which you guessed for the movie with no, no winners. Didn't we guess all of the movies? Oh, besides? F. Murray Abraham. Right. If Marie Abraham won Best Actor for Amadeus. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Because yep. he's the actual lead of that movie. Right. Yep. You know? And because Salieri is the patron saint of mediocrity, that's why he's in Muppets from Space. <laughs> that's a good joke. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. I, look, I just... Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould never nominated for an Oscar. Well, that's just... You would think so. That's just um, an outrage. But it is... Do you want me to give you a clue? Another yeah. clue? Yeah. It's Muppets Take Manhattan. Did the guy who didn't play Pete... <laughs> no, Louis George. No, but no. that's the right age range. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, Ed Norton, not Ed Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Norton from the Honeymooners. Yes, Art Carney. Art Carney. Yes. yes. Um. So you might think that Al Pacino would win Best Actor for Godfather Two. He did not. Art Carney won Best Actor in 1974 for the Old Man and His Cat film. Harry and Tonto. Yes. I've never seen that one. I've always wanted to. <clears throat> Me neither. I've never seen it either. So two more questions, both about Best Supporting Actor, the most common cameo guest star category. Six out of the 15 awards were for Best Supporting Actor. So, oh, God. Aside from, aside from Michael Caine, there are two other two-time Academy Award winners. They both won two Best Supporting Actor Oscars, just like Michael Caine. N- none of them, ha- neither of them have been mentioned yet. Who have been in Muppet movies? Yes, two two-time Best Supporting Actor winners appeared in Muppet movies. Three, Michael Caine and two others. Huh. Who are the two others? Did Steve Martin ever get nominated for anything? No. He's never been nominated, but he, yeah, he's certainly never He won. has hosted the Oscars. He has hosted the Oscars. Yeah, several times. All right. Is this somebody in the more recent 
to one of them. One of them is very recent. One of them is pretty early. Ed Asner. Ed Asner has never been in a Muppet movie. Wasn't he in uh, Haunted Muppets Haunted, Haunted Mansion? Yeah, that counts. The TV He's special. No special. <laughs> Was it Mister um, Curly Twirly? <laughs> yeah, Mister Curly Twirly. Okay, so I'll tell you. Do you want me to tell you what movies? He won yeah. for Boogie Nights. All right, so one is in Great Muppet Caper. One is in Muppets Most Wanted. All right. Um, Groden? No. no. Is it Groden? Is it? It's a very, it's a very is it Peter brief Ustinov? cameo. It's a very Peter brief Ustinov cameo. Won. Oh, solid yes. gag. Peter Ustinov um, won two Oscars for Spartacus in 1960 and Top Cappy in 1964, yeah. a movie that only exists to be the answer to the question, what did Peter Ustinov <laughs> win his second Oscar? Top for? Cappy? Yeah, it's like some some sort of heist movie, I think. Oh, it's like T-O-P-K-A-P-I. Like, it's all one word. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, and no, then, I, yeah, I've heard of it. I don't know anything And then the other it. one's in... You've heard of it because Muppets Most Wanted. And he won two Oscars for movies from the same director that, Ryan, I'm sure you've seen both of these. Jared, you may have as well. Like, they were both popular movies in the past 15 years. Yeah, again, though, that movie is just from the same so director. loaded I mean... With... Uh, uh, Brett McKenzie, he's got an Oscar and he was in one of the movies. He he's not in one. He's not in any. He's not in Muppets Most Wanted. Yes, he is. He's not in it. He's in Where? it. Where? He's in a cameo. Doing what? Where? He's in. He's in the he's group in a... of um. He's in the group of prisoners. Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's literally in it for about half a second. Okay, you bested me, I guess. <laughs> I, I... But that's not. That's still not the two-time <laughs> best supporting actor winner. Never known that. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot that they're acting. He he plays himself, if that helps. His name is said out loud on screen. Asha. And he does a dance with his own last name in it. Oh, Christoph Waltz. The name of Christoph Waltz, who won Best Actor for both Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained. Yes, there are so many like people who are on screen for two seconds in that movie yeah. that I completely forgot that Christoph Waltz was in that. Right. Also, it's weird that they gave him that second Oscar for Django Unchained, frankly. It, it, it seems incorrect that he won for both of those. Uh, but he did. Do you, because you, you don't think his, that performance deserved an Oscar? Oh, no. I think it's, I think it's a good performance. Just that it was so soon after his I previous one. It's so soon after his yeah. previous win. And it's like another very similar Tarantino movie. Like they're both like, Two two and a half hour revenge historical <laughs> That's epic. True. You know, yeah. like it's weird. It's but okay. So last question, and I'm I'm sorry that you both seem uh, annoyed with not me, at all. But a <laughs> little but bit. Little last bit. question. I was hoping that this was this like is... I would I would be really wowing people with my. I'm just really happy I got the sure. Uh, sure. the Star is Born question. I feel like I can retire happy. Star is Born one. Sure. All right. So last one, and then we will have covered all fifteen of the winners, the Muppets. 2011 features two best supporting actor winners from the 2000s, from the aughts, from from the O's. Amy Adams. Who are they? Best supporting a- Amy Adams has never won an Oscar. Hasn't She's she? She's nominated six times and never won. Correct. That's nominated ludicrous. six times. It is ludicrous. None of those six nominations are for Arrival, by the way. Her best performance. Oh, that is in a my solid opinion. film. Hmm. Oh, yeah, um... and she's great in it. Um, but no, it's two. It's both supporting actor, actor and they okay. won in two thousand two and two thousand six. If that happens. you said they're in the Muppets, Alan the Muppets, whatever his last name is, Alan Carr, Alan Older, yeah, whatever his name is, um, Arkin. Alan Arkin, 
Alan Arkin, who won for Little Miss Sunshine. All right, in I got that one correct. That's I'll correct. take that. Um, the the other the other one has a larger role in the Muppet. Oh, um, than, than Arkin does. The bad guy, whatever his name is, uh, evil Doctor Porkchop. No, um, <laughs> evil Doctor Porkchop. Tex Richmond. Tex yes. Richmond. Yes, who plays Chris Cooper? Tex Chris Cooper, Missouri's Did own. He That's right. For American won Beauty? an Oscar. No, one for his absolutely bananas performance in Adaptation. Adaptation, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. In 2002. Yeah. So, I did it. There you go. Thanks for playing. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I think... Uh, never mind. I could make excuses, but... I'm just like, bad. I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in myself. Is that right? But, I'm, uh, I'm no, no. I think because I was so, like, dialed into these two minutes of this specific movie, then when you start to expand into the larger movie universe. It's like, my brain is <laughs> right. like, wait and, a minute, wait a minute. I just to want out. to go back to talking about Mr. Right. Curly and Twirly. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never, we've never done anything like that on the show before. No, but we should so do it I, again. I, I, I did oh, I'll be busy format. that episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, any other thoughts about these two minutes? I think I have three notes that we didn't get to. Um, okay. Oh, as Scrooge is walking around the corner um, during a, a, an instrumental break, Gonzo tells us that Scrooge likes the cold and that he is solitary as an oyster. Do you know if that's right. from the book? Right. So yes, I was going to open the old curiosity oh, okay. shop. Well, which is what we're which is what we're calling that. Well, okay. But I'll, I'll say let's let's just do it right now. Okay. Um. So in the book, uh, the the line Scrooge liked the cold is not in the book, mm. but. Hard and sharp as flint, from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire. Secret and self-contained, and solitary as an oyster, is in the book. Yeah. Uh, so, Jerry Jewell edits it just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he seems really good at that. Uh, He's oysters, really good at it. And, and Oysters are not always necessarily solitary, though. There is such a thing I as a bed of oysters. And when I did a Google right, search but, for a bed of oysters, there's all kinds of photos of oysters just, like, I, in, in big groups. They're not solitary. Right, but but they're each in their own room. Like I think that's what he means. Oh, yeah. They shut up. They're there's like in a in a, in a, a an apartment building is full of people. Yeah, like it, each one is in their own apartment. All right. It's like a riddle. They're ignoring each other. It's like a riddle. Yeah, like I I'm, guess so. I, I I'm on a bed with many others, and yet I am alone. What am I? An oyster. <laughs> an oyster. All right. So what else? Um, what else was I gonna say? So, oh, when all the the. Muppets and humans uh, scatter after Scrooge turns around. There, you can see uh, a couple of live sheep, real actual sheep. Oh, really? Oh, is that true? Yeah, which is a, a nice touch that sort of adds some realism to this world. Yeah. What? What is this? The Muppet Show season two? Yeah, exactly. Um, which has a lot of live animals in it for some reason. Is there a sheep? There's a there's a cow. There's a Pig. There's a cow. There's chickens. Pig. Yeah. yeah there's I don't know like if there's a sheep. for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. They just decided just that that would be a fun animals. thing to do. Why not? Eh? Muppets. Um, and then Michael Caine, as we've said, is playing Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, in the first episode of the season, I talked about some of the other uh, adaptations of A Christmas Carol that have been made starring established characters. So I just want to go down that list quickly. Ebenezer Scrooge has also been played by Scrooge McDuck in Mickey's Christmas Carol, Yosemite Sam, the aforementioned Yosemite Sam in Bugs Bunny's Looney Christmas Tales, Fred Flintstone in The Flintstones Christmas Carol, where he was referred to as Ebonezer Scrooge. Waka waka. 
because of course that's what the Flintstones does. Uh, and grouchy Smurf in the the Smurfs Christmas Carol, and also uh, Rich Little as W. C. Fields as Scrooge uh, in the Rich Little Christmas Carol don't special. Talk about Rich Little. <laughs> you didn't say Mr. Magoo. Oh yes, of course one I did the, have that. One of the top yes, ones. I forgot yeah. to read that thing that I wrote down here, which says that yes, of course Mr. Magoo starred as Scrooge in the the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. Thank and, you. And 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 an adaptation notable for except for the framing device where he's walking to the theater. There's no blind jokes. They don't. They play it completely. That straight. is really just yeah. That's Scrooge. really interesting and weird. Yeah, he's he can apparently see just fine while in character. <laughs> I guess. As Scrooge. Huh. Yeah. And I'm sure you could tell us about all kinds of other distinguished actors who have played Scrooge, but maybe we want to get to that in future episodes. Yeah, we can talk about all that nonsense later. Okay. We'll talk about Henry Winkler later. Mm. All right. So, Jared, anything else to add before we close? Uh, I did uh, notice we were talking about differences between the soundtrack version and the movie version uh, earlier on. There is another mm-hmm. one uh, where, in, this, in the very last part, um, one of them goes... Then all that work is paying off because Scrooge is getting worse every day. And, and they are that. If on the soundtrack, you hear Jerry, a Jerry Nelson character, don't know who it is, in between those lines go, yeah. And it's not in the movie, but it's on the soundtrack. And I, every time, it throws me every time I watch the movie or I listen to the soundtrack. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, there, it's either yeah. there or it's not there. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know who that character was meant to, to be. But yeah, just, just in the I'll background. To, yeah. Right. I'll have to cut that clip into this episode so everyone can hear it. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. Then all that work is paying off because Scrooge is getting worse. Yeah. Every day, in every way, Scrooge is getting worse. Then all that work is paying off because Scrooge is getting worse. Every day, in every way, Scrooge is getting worse. All right. Well, in that case, that is it for today. We will be back next week with another episode. But for now, check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. You can become a patron on Patreon, and we hope you do. You can email us at movingrightalong at toughpigs.com with any questions or comments that you might have. Let me know if you thought that game was fun or if I should never do it again. Can I, can I send for... the email? <laughs> Yeah, sure, that's fine. Thank you to Morgan Davey for designing our logo. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at MeRyanRowe and on Letterboxd at MoviesAreNeat. You can follow me on Letterboxd at ZeppoMarxist. Jared, where can our listeners find you on the line? You can find me on Twitter at JazzFairclough. You can also head on over to that uh, Muppet Fan podcast with ToughPigs.com and listen to, uh, to introduce our guest star, Season 1, which uh, came out last year. Season 2 is coming. I don't know if... I think this will be out before Season 2 of that is out. Uh, But it is coming, and uh, it's very exciting. Great. All right. So that is it. Thanks to everyone for listening. Give us a positive review if you're so inclined. Share the generosity of the season with us by giving us a positive review. Tell all of your friends to listen to the show, and we'll be back next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye! Mr. Curly Twirly. <laughs>